So being flexible, to be able to work from home once in a while, it's it's, it's great. And uh, adding a few extra annual leave days and just little things like that. Today's podcast is brought to you by Aurelia Pay. I use them personally for sending money to my Chinese suppliers from Hong Kong. It's a cross-border payment solution between China, Hong Kong, and Southeast Asia. So when I need to make a payment to a Chinese supplier, I just hop online to place the remittance, pay to the Aurelia Pay's Hong Kong-based bank account, and Aurelia Pay will settle RMB within the same business day. So check them out online at www.aureliapay.com, A-U-R-E-L-I-A-P-A-Y.com, or check them out linked in our show notes. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Okay, everybody. Episode Yao Ba Ba, or in English, 188. Wendy just told me 188 is a lucky number. It means we're going to get rich. So... I hope everybody listening is already rich. And if you're not, you'll be rich, whether that's financially or with your personality, let's say. But life is more than money, I think. But we are doing good here at Global From Asia. I feel like I'm making a podcast every couple of days here. We have some amazing content, as always. The e-commerce series has been moving at full force, getting deep into business deal conversations with applicants and are really, really amazed at the amazing people that listen to this show and, and, uh, and trust us enough, trust me enough to want to be an equity partner. I know business partners, a lot of people have had issues, you know, when everybody has different ideas. So we're just trying to make things as clear as possible as we discuss these deals. And, and I can't wait to keep you guys an, uh, up to date again. That's the e-commerce series, but of course I get to vent a little bit or share a little bit on this, our original interview series here at Global From Asia on Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Hong Kong time. This week, we have Gustav. And Gustav is doing some amazing things here with running a development firm, development company in Bangkok, Thailand. So we're back in Southeast Asia. We were in Vietnam a couple of shows ago now. Went to mainland China about manufacturing. Now we're popping back down to Southeast Asia. And Gustav is really enjoying working with his team in Phil in uh, in Thailand, excuse me. We're talking about so many different countries. So I'm losing my losing my train of thought here. It's, this is what's it, I'm actually so happy that we're doing this here at Global from Asia. I mean, started here started in Hong Kong and mainland China. Now we're hopping over into different parts of Southeast Asia. We've got even more like shows like this coming up in different parts of Asia. So with this show, we actually did it as a GFA VIP members call. So this was done live with members. We had PG Entrepreneur, Andre Martin and a few other members on live. So afterwards, we asked some questions. Some actually I couldn't even include on this show. I'm really sorry. It was a little bit deep into uh, some tax stuff, and we couldn't disclose that. But with this interview, it's amazing. So if you're curious about running a development firm in Thailand or even just doing business again, we had we had some previous shows with Karsten about how to set up a company there. But we talk about that a little bit today too with Gustav. But it's more on the managing staff and managing operations and licenses and, and culture and things like that. So thanks, Gustav, for coming on. And let's get into the interview. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into another Global From Asia. This is a members call as well as a podcast. And we have with us 
Gustav Bystrom, and we've gotten to know each other for a couple of years now, and it's it's been great. You came to DCX Hong Kong event last year. We're actually gonna have another one this October too, and you we got to hang out a bit there. And you are based down in Thailand, originally from Sweden, and and you run a development shop with you know with the local developers as well as developers from around the world. So I'm excited to have you on the show today and sharing. Thank you so much for coming, Gustav. Yeah, no, thank you for, for having me. Yeah, it's been great. So maybe you can give us your story. How did how did you first get to Thailand? Yeah, so I come from a software developer background in Sweden. And after freelancing for a couple of years while traveling, um, I started a business with uh, a guy which is now my my business partner he's from australia and uh, as our business grew we um, started to need more developers and we started working with a company in dhaka which we still work with we still have a team in dhaka but like when you come to the point where you develop more advanced applications or web applications which is what we do most it's just the, the benefits of being be able to sit down together is, uh, yeah, it's invaluable. So that's why we were looking at different options on how to have an office and and, and and employ people directly. So how did how did you choose Thailand? Is it a preference of lifestyle or or or? That has a lot to do with it. Uh, we were like looking at also Australia, where my business partner is from, but it doesn't really make sense either to, uh, to be there when, like, first of all, like the cost base, but also like for me to, I, I prefer living in a country where the, it's better value, better, sure. value, uh, better climate and, and all that. So we were looking at different alternatives, like spend some time in Bali before I really liked it and, and also considered Philippines, which is more popular than Thailand for these reasons. But uh, like in the end of the day, like I I really wanted to live in Thailand out of the options. So I really like Bangkok. I spent multiple travels through here, and so that that was kind of the final reasons we we selected Bangkok. Nice. So let's narrow down to. Bangkok versus other cities of Thailand? Is there a reason for the for the choice of Bangkok? I think, well, we never really considered anywhere else. Uh, uh, now, when you when you ask, like, Bangkok is where it happens in, in Thailand, really. Yeah, okay. it is. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know there's some other software companies for like you know Amazon and other softwares that are that are based there or have been based there, so it does sound it does sound good. So yeah, like yeah. you were mentioning earlier, you were working mostly remotely before. It's, it seems like you're preferring this fixed office, which kind of goes a little bit against what a lot of times, at least maybe what the trend or at least what I'm following. But I'm going your way a little bit too with fixed more fixed office. But yeah. how how did what was the decision making or the process that you went through to decide to make that investment or not? Just that, that fixed office decision. Yeah, it, like mainly it is to to be able to sit down and, and solve a problem together. It's so much easier than doing over a call and like you can really see each other's faces and you can see if people like really understand what you're talking about. And but also like I, I ran this remote team for two years and 
I, I got like really, you get really socially inactive and like just be able to get together in the office is just a lot of fun. So instead of just constantly communicating with Slack. So yeah, it's a social thing as well. Like we're, we're not in the office every day. We're, we do like two, average about two days a week when we work from home or from right. somewhere else. But uh, just the social, you know, the, so the, social, the so, social thing of it as well. Got it. So you said two years working with teams online. Were these team members working with online before and you brought them up to be a fixed office or these you hired them new for the fixed office? No, the, the remote team is a separate team and we started here in Bangkok two years ago and that, that was uh, all from scratch. Got it. So for the location, seems like Bangkok is the clear recommendation from you. What about districts or you know office buildings strategies? Uh, does it does it does it matter there, or is there some other differences or things to know about where to get your office? It's uh, it, it's gonna turn out to be quite easy in the end. It's a few different areas to consider, but. As the, the public transport in, in Bangkok is not as extensive as many other places, you, you kind of want to be along one of the public transport lines, and uh, which limits to a number of places. So I think you, like, if you are going to select one, like, just come and check out the different areas and see what you enjoy and uh, yeah, go from there. But it's like if you are along the public transport lines, it's it's fairly easy to, to get anywhere. Uh, so okay, so yeah, being near what's it called MRT? Yeah, you have a one MRT, or actually it's, they just opened a new one. I'm not sure exactly where it's called, but one, one subway line, and they had they have two uh, SkyTrain lines, and yeah, along those, it makes everything a lot easier. Also for your, for your staff, which is um, helps them commute as well. So you, you're, you're, I'm pretty sure you got, you want to be along those. <laughs> Makes sense. You can take a tuk-tuk, right? I, li- I like tuk-tuks. <laughs> Am I saying that um, right? Well, uh, that, yeah, tuk-tuk, yeah. But like the ta- taxes are the, the, by the cheapest way to get along or get around if you're, if you're not using public transport. Like the tuk-tuks are, the, the, all the taxes are always by meter. So the tuk-tuks are... Uh, on, on your negotiation uh, <laughs> yeah, costs, but, but they always turn out more expensive. I see. Interesting tip. So just those that are familiar, Tuk Tuk is T-U-K T-U-K and it's, uh, it's I don't know, like a buggy kind of, I mean, you can fit a few people in there. Yeah. It's kind of a wide it's, bicycle, bicycle motorbike yeah. that f- I think four people could fit in. Or so, or two. Yeah, you can you you can get more people in there if you want, but like three three people sit fairly comfortable. Okay. But yeah, they, they they take us they take many people if you squeeze in. Got it. But they, like they they don't really make sense as they they can't cut through traffic better than than a taxi. So if if that's what you want to do, like you should use one of the jump one of the back at the one of the motorcycle taxis. All right. You know. Get through faster. Yeah. Got it. So, yeah, I thought Tuk Tuk would be cheaper, but it's cool to hear that uh, <laughs> that uh, taxis are cheaper. And yeah, so you're yeah, we can see your office in the video here. And 
in Thailand. Mm. So you have the proper proper setup, huh? So you registered the company, you have all the licenses you want to share. That must have been a painful process. Or do you want to give us some insights on how that went? It is, uh, yeah, it, it is a bit of work. Uh, we, we had some, my business partner had some contacts already running like similar uh, setups, but in, in a different niche. And we got in touch with uh, the accountant and lawyer. Normally, that's the same person here in Thailand. So that person is helping us with, he could do all the accounting, but he's also helping us out with all the um, yeah, setups and uh, like also my visa and all that. So uh, w- when you have a, a good lawyer, it's, it's, he will do everything for you. Uh-huh. Agreed. There, maybe any kind of insights in like time and and basic range of costs. So I'm I'm not sure exactly where well, I wasn't really involved in that in that part and how long it takes. But uh, uh, there are a few different options. That uh, we have a standard Thai company, which is uh, maybe not what you want to gonna what you're gonna have eventually. Like it's uh, we we used to have Thai partners here, so that's made made sense for us. But they have, uh, I know this is, we we're going to talk about this a bit later, but uh, they have uh, normal Thai companies can only be owned to 49% by foreigners, but they have uh, something in certain niches like software development, you can have, they can be fully owned by, um, by foreigners. So if you, if you do comply in, in, in terms of doing, with, doing stuff that they're actually looking for, here in Thailand, then you can you can get some exemptions, and uh, it's called BOY companies, which is uh, which would probably make sense. What's the acronym? BOY. BOY Board of Investment Company. So BOY Board uh, of Investment. Okay, so then you could become a majority shareholder of your as a foreigner of a Thai company yes. if you're showing to the lo- local Thai government and economy that you're adding value and doing something innovative exactly and uh, like obviously software development is like thailand's always been a little bit behind in in that but they're trying to catch up and so software development companies are um, popular or that that's what you can get um, exemptions for okay Interesting. And of course, the key is the developers. So you seem to be having good experience working with local developers. Uh, we can maybe first about finding them at all. How, how, how do you go about finding them? That's probably a challenge. I know, especially technical talent, it must be difficult. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a bit, bit of a bumpy ride. Um, it's, uh, especially now as well, like the, the scene is growing here and, and, there, there aren't that many developers around, so yeah, it, it is a bit. It is, it's been interesting. Um, we've been trying to differentiate ourselves as being a, you know, a bit com- good company to work for, being being small and flexible work hours and um, yeah, and fun. And also okay. pushing on English. English is regarded high here, which is um, to learn English. We don't really want to pay higher salaries than anybody in other companies because, yeah, we don't want to attract people solely on salaries. We true, like to, true. So we're happy to pay, you know, 
what the what the salaries are, but we we don't want to pay higher salaries. So that that's been you can find people that way, but uh, you, you have to think about that if that's the type of people you want to attract. Yeah, of course. I I think to summarize, yeah, you're trying to uh, differentiate by being a more international company with more. Yeah, like a, a good a working environment, right? Um, rather yeah. than just attracting developers or, or staff that just want to make more money, uh, which yeah, you know, I agree. It's like it's like the other side when you're selling to customers, and with customers, if you give them the cheapest, if you're known as the cheapest price, then you have you're always gonna be having to drive your price lower. Where you don't want to, you want to be able to have some pricing power to allow yourself to charge more or you know not be the lowest price so you're the same with you don't want to just be known as the highest salary but more the mm. providing so what are some things that maybe this you've noticed that some of the staff like or 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 mention that that they like working with you guys so flag, flag, being flexible to be able to work from home uh, once in a while it's it, it's great uh, also a lot of companies here assume you to work more than 40 hours a week. We, we don't allow more than 40 hours a week. And uh, adding a few extra annual leave days and just little things like that, team events. Um, we've been like to just learning as well, having workshops, um, letting them go to conferences and stuff like that. That's uh, cool. All, all adds up to... You know, and to yeah, great work environment and a great experience. And we're seeing now like that it's it's coming, it's it's getting a lot easier when we have some material and blog posts about working with us. It's it's we're getting a lot more applicants. Now. Great. What's uh, if you don't mind me asking, what's a kind of a range for developers? Maybe entry level, and some other maybe middle level or so, or. I know it can, of course, depends, but do you have some numbers that you can share? So, like, we, we're more normally higher, like, lower, or, yeah, like, low to mid-range experience. Uh, a lot because we're building quite niche products, so we need to train them anyway. But uh, also, obviously, in, in terms of cost. But uh, you can get, like, the, this, this starts about... About thousand dollars for newly grads or little little experience. Okay, so in China and I think Philippines, I would say my even in the U.S. I I'm not even familiar with the U.S. anymore, but usually there's some kind of bonus. So a lot of times, I think Philippines almost has a mandatory 13 month bonus or payment, and mm. in China it's almost similar with the red envelope like Chinese New Year, which is. Of course, it's up to the employer, but I would I usually recommend people to budget around a month salary as well. Do you, do you have similar kind of bonuses or payments that need to be kind of expected we, to be made? We haven't paid any cash bonuses, but we we try to instead put that into like going somewhere. And uh, we we took the guys to Bali for a month last year, and we were looking to do. You know something like that as well. Um, now again soon, so yeah, we, we cash bonuses are it, some some companies do pay them here, but it's not a mandatory thing to to do really. 
would that be a year end or is there like a Chinese New Year or some kind of holiday that normally those are paid? Normally, year end, I think it is when when they do pay pay that bonus. But we we haven't paid it. Like I know it's actually I haven't thought about it for a while now. But when you now when you actually say it, but we haven't paid it for the two years we've been. Okay, and we've been kind of hinting towards it, but you have these cool benefits uh, for managing staff. I usually say, generally, I would I think you might agree is. Asia, Asian culture is a little bit more shy, at least for the staff versus the boss. A lot of times they're afraid to to speak up or speak their opinion to the boss because they don't want to disrespect. I'm not sure, at least in China and other parts of Asia, we talked about it in Vietnam too. I'm not sure if it's similar like that in Thailand. Um, do you uh, agree or think or how, how do you do you overcome that? Do you kind of localize your, or you say, you, you tell people you're an international company, they like that? I mean, maybe you can talk a little bit about some of the interactions with the managing. Yeah, it's, it's, you, need, you need to understand that, like, as you say, like anywhere in Asia, you, you need to understand that we, we are coming from different cultures. But, like, I have been from, from day one running this team as, as a Western or international team and push them to be independent and and all that so you you might be a bit tricky in the beginning also with the language barrier sometimes but like eventually and now it's it works fantastic and i'm not always here but when when i'm not they they manage themselves or i do what's what i need over slack so it's uh I think it can be important i'm appointed roles to to the guys so i have somebody that's responsible for the development have somebody that's responsible for the scrum the agile tasks and okay i think that that's that, that that helps as well so. great so then you are uh your your role at the office is you're like the you are the like main contact you're the you're the main manager main owner yes so yeah i'm uh, i'm running the teams uh, the team yeah or both the teams yeah so and then you have a scrum manager, development manager. Actually, I'm not so sure how to run a, a development team myself. I mean, I've done some IT projects, but uh, I know that like scrum, I think is, is that like agile? Like where you do one or two week plans, sprints, sprints? Yeah, we, we run yeah one, one week sprints and uh, we, we deliver something at the end of the sprint. And yeah, cool. we commit to something that we're going to do with that week. And uh you guys do that sometimes themselves when I'm not around, but when I'm around, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the development. And nice. But they, they, they're learning themselves, and I, I push them to to evolve themselves. But when, when I'm around, I, I try to bring my experience and to to, the, to it as well. Awesome. So it seems seems like, I guess it seems like you're happy. How long have you been running this now? You said two years? or uh, I've been here in Thailand for two years, but the whole uh, show has been going for uh, three years. We started in Bangladesh, must be like three and a half years ago now. Yeah. Nice. So then having this fixed office, this, this more like uh, established office has been effective or more, has more effect, more helpful? Yes, I think it's, we, we, we get to... Uh, we we get we we're more productive and we can we can get through trickier trickier things here and also it's it's just a it 
makes me sleep easier at night as well to really understand that you can really understand what's what's going on true so and, and even if i'm not here I, I i still like to travel a lot but uh, I'm, I'm not worried about doing that for a couple of weeks even even though i'm away now. so it's it i think it's fantastic here now very cool so then seems like you're you recommend it to others is there some is there some stage you recommend them to not do it or wait until they're a certain level or it's uh it, it is a bit of work and you need to you know understand it it's i i, I really like it but it's it, it is like setting up a company anywhere i think it's it's going to be some hurdles to get through um but uh, yeah no I, I i i love thailand and i love love living here so you know, I, I i think it's if that's what you want to do you should definitely do it okay that's great and so you mentioned a little bit earlier you you were able to also get a long-term proper visa in thailand because of the company uh is that one that's a definitely a benefit right uh is there other benefits too or do you want to share first about the, the visa situation uh, yeah, you, you can issue a work permit and uh, a one-year business visa if if, uh, if you have a company. You need to, on a regular company, you need to employ at least four ties to each work permit. But that's okay. also something that you can do easier with uh, the sport and investment companies. There are less uh, restrictions on that there. Very cool. Um, yeah, just BOI. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's... it's if you main thing is obviously if you want to live in Thailand and, and keep your keep your residency here it's it's uh, it, it's a good way of doing it very good yeah I know a lot of times digital nomads are always just hopping around to do visa runs and stuff and mm. I think we both have been there at times it's a little bit tiring so <laughs> it's fun too to travel but it is yeah I, I, you can live here a long time without getting into problems on the on the visa runs and just but it's yeah it's all it's always there in the back of your head i guess so so yeah so any any negative negative or disadvantages of of what you have or what? no no well now when it's up and running it's 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 all good i it's i think it's, it's yeah really good um it's uh like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of paperwork to set it up, uh, but if you have an accountant that do that for you or a lawyer that do that for it, it's it's quite smooth. You just need to sign a lot of paper. Okay. Um, also, the accounting is quite quite substantial and providing invoices and receipts monthly on. on, on oh, you got to do monthly, yeah. Yeah, but that's also what the the accountant takes takes care of. So. Um, mm. I guess one thing to be mentioned as well, like I, I don't think it's a way to set up here without uh, putting in about 50k US over the first year or so. I see. Um, I think half up front and half over the first year. So that's uh, another thing that needs to be considered. That is that is a decent investment. Uh, when I did one in China, I, I had to do 100,000 RMB, which was about 15,000 US. But yeah, 50 is a yeah. bit bigger. And uh, it's obviously disposable when, when, when after you put it in, but you need to yeah run it here and put it into the company. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to know. So then a little bit about you were saying the BOI. I know we we did a Hong Kong company together. You're using that for your own mm. 
own use? Is that in connection to their Thailand company or do others or how, what's your, do you have a holding structure for this company or, or? Yeah. So, uh, I'm using my Hong Kong company as a holding, like as well, the company we have here in Australia is, uh, shared, um, shareholding of, and I use my Hong Kong company as, uh, as the holding for that. I also do some consulting and freelance work occasionally. So I put through that, that's where my Hong Kong company as well. Got so, it. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah it's been, been great to work with you guys as well and, and, and setting that up and, and, uh, it's been a smooth product progress as well. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, so a lot of times people, I think it's very common, right? Uh, except same in mainland China is people have either Hong Kong or maybe Singapore is usually the top two as the parent company holding the actual shares rather than an individual or a group of individuals in in Thailand or a lot of these other Southeast Asia or or mm. even in China companies. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, it makes it um, yeah easier and more clear. Cool. So I saw your Facebook update last week, and I know you you had, guys had an announcement. Do you want your team allowed to talk about your product, or I'd love to know more about your business, and also hopefully some <laughs> listeners could people hire you for projects, or do you just do your own projects? Maybe we can share a little we, bit. About- we, we- we do do some consulting, but we're like the 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 end goal is to work on or build our own products. And uh, yeah, we we finally got some traction on one of our products in in uh, in um, Australia. So yeah, that's uh, feels good, of course. Do you, uh, it, if it hopefully helps you too, but we'd we'd love to hear it if you can share it. I don't know. It's up to you. It's uh, it's a bit hard to explain, but it's in the um, auto home advertising. It's called. It's a yeah. product for auditing uh, that what comes up on the screens is actually what they charge for. So we built a, a platform which uh, where we can receive this data and present it in uh, a clear form. So um, we managed now to be to signing up uh, one of the major players in, in Australia. So it's uh, to, to, to just be clear that uh, a company that's uh, it's a client of the company here in Thailand. So it's not oh, I see. really sure. separate, separate companies, but uh, yeah, we provide software development for them. Great. Great. Um, and then how can people find, find you or your business online is there a website social media or anything that we could put on the on the notes so yeah we're under pendata.com uh, okay and data something on facebook uh, it's uh, we do we work a lot with uh, digital writing solutions as well that's where where the name comes from great so, yeah all right all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I, I learned some new things. Board of Investment, annual leave for attracting staff, and some interesting things Gustav is working on. He's also our member at GFAVIP.com, where you guys can support the show in the most ultimate way. I know some listeners are loyal members of the GFA VIP membership. Thank you so much for that. And... Well, we're going to keep on rocking. It's just going forward 
fast forward here. Life is good and uh, summer's almost over. Can you believe this? Time has just been flying. We're in the middle of August 2017. But, you know, there was somebody just talking to me the other day about a show I recorded with John Medved in Hong Kong in 2013, October. And Rhea Gonzalez got a ton of value out of that. She was quoting things that he was saying. That's my favorite part is we're talking about podcasts almost four years ago that are still helping people to this day and uh, hopefully changing lives, changing ways people think for the good, for the good, you know. And if you're listening to the show still, send me a note. Why not shoot me a quick email, mike at globalformasia.com. Don't write me like five paragraphs. That's a little bit tough on my brain. I'm, I'm kind of fried lately. But, you know, just say I love the show. I listen and I listen to these outros. I wonder if you make it all the way to the end of this show or not. I know some people walking dogs. You can pop out your iPhone while you're listening on iTunes and go to your mail app and say, Mike at GlobalFromAsia.com. What's up, dude? That's it. And I'll try to hit you back. And uh, we're going to keep pushing forward. Thank you so much again for listening. And have a great week. Bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.